the same with me. My name is Deja Brown. And you're listening to. And you're listening to. The open mic. The open mic. Podcast. Podcast. Pop, 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 podcast. Uh huh. No, no, no more troubles. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Mike B, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Open Mic Radio Podcast, 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 yeah. Hey, what up, everybody? I got my homegirl, Liz Booker, in the building. Elizabeth Booker Houston, I had to say her name right correctly the first time. One time I introduced her, I, I introduced her as Elizabeth Houston Booker because I'm an idiot. Um, you might know her from some of her tirades and, and, and rants on the social media. Um, a sweetheart though. Don't let don't let that hard shell on the um on the internet fool you. Sweetheart, she makes sweet tea from scratch, she brews it. She's a southern belle, she's a uh, she's a lovely lady. Very funny comedian, talented. I also um, uh, just made a, a pretty delicious sandwich. I made a, uh, I made a, uh, I made a uh, egg and bacon with a little bit of spinach, dry spinach. So I eat, I'm, I eat a little healthy. I got a massage too, and I bullied her to be on the podcast as well because I, I'm very irresponsible. My time is bad. Um, uh, so it's good to check out my last episode with Angel Penn. Um, I just recorded that one. That should be out um, currently. So give that the views, the likes. Thank you, ones and twos, for coming through. I'm going to shut my mouth um, and I'm going to bring in our guest. Hey, Liz. Hey. How you doing? I'm good. How you doing? I, I can't complain. I would, but um, what about this to me? Anyhow, real quick, what's your favorite color? Purple, black, or red or yellow? Why are those the only choices? Oh, that's all I have in front of me. Okay, purple. Okay, cool. Minnesota Vikings. Out. It's a tradition. <laughs> it's a tradition. I always do the start new episode with the old episode, wind break, uh, wind, whatever breaker, whatever they call this thing, wind buffer thing. Then I, I then if I by myself, I like we're gonna go to this color. If I have a guess, I make the other person pick the color. That's what I do. I like it. I like so, it. Uh, so so you know that this podcast is specifically for you. Um, this is infrared crypto, by the way. He gave me this beat. I'm gonna turn this down. Yeah. What's up, Liz? Nothing. I'm sitting. I'm sitting here. You said. You said. Don't let that. Let her fool you. She's sweet. I'm a thug. She's not a thug, yo. I met her in person. I hang out with her all the time. Not a thug. <laughs> not even a little bit. I think she can fight, and she might have the strap on her. But that's about it. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> fight a little bit don't yeah. you know what yeah stop messing with my reputation i'm supposed to be tough <laughs> oh man so uh i'm i don't know how i think how did i meet you oh yeah i remember um so a lot of uh, for people who don't know who only who follows uh liz just on her social media 
Uh, she's a wonderful stand-up comedian. Uh, I booked her, I think, earlier this year for one of the approves, right? And it was end of last year. Or it was no, um, year. early December 2022 for the uh, approved showcase. And you were like, hi, you want to do the showcase? I was like, sure. And then yes. I came and I did the show and we met. And now we're friends. Yeah, we're here. On a high recommendation for one of our friend, mutual friends, a high recommendation. They say you need to book her. And I'm like, okay. Who was it? Um, Benny. Oh, it was Benny. That's funny. I love yeah. Benny. Yeah, that's my guy, Benny. I didn't and, even know that was Benny that did that. And he never said anything because he's so sweet. Look, yeah. he. I would have told everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Benny's not going to do that. He's so sweet. He's better than me. He's better than a lot of people. <laughs> He's better than a lot of people. So I, I, I always do a little quick interview um, um, segment before we get into the to the nitty gritty because I I've, I have questions. Okay. Oh, <laughs> damn. I put all my questions on my phone. All right. Uh. So what got you into stand up comedy? Um. I've always wanted to be a comedian, and uh, and then I had a baby. And then two and a half months after I had the baby, everything shut down and the pandemic hit mm-hmm. and I didn't have anything to do. And so um, I got on TikTok like a bunch of people and I started cracking jokes okay. and uh, then started going viral. I had a video go in ridiculously viral. It's the most viral video I've ever had. It has like 65 million views. Jesus. Like, yeah. And then... Um, and then people were like, you're real funny. And I was like, I always want to do stand-up. They're like, you should try it. And so July 2021, I tried stand-up, and I've been doing it ever since. Now, now that's interesting that you say that. Now, let's just let's just doggy-ear this like we're reading a book. Let's just doggy-ear that part right there, okay? Because yeah. everybody – yeah, we're going to doggy-ear this. Because you are a TikTok – I wouldn't say a TikTok sensation because that limits – that that limits? Well, I'm not a TikTok sensation because I don't have – I have friends who are TikTok sensation. They got two million, three million followers. I have like two hundred fifty thousand. So I'm not on that level. Well, I, I, only, I only still had to say twenty seven hundred from the pandemic. So I mean, you're a sensation to me. <laughs> you were a TikTok star to me, buddy. Because I started right. off at five hundred, and then I got like twenty seven hundred, and I had like one video that got like over a hundred thousand views. And I'm like, I don't need to do this anymore. I'm famous. It was very, it was weird because it was the one video I mean, where I stone cold stunned my son. And I was like, so child abuse dang. is, yeah, child abuse dang. is what gets me viral. Wow. Wow. That's something, Mike. That's really yeah. something. I stunned the shit out of him too. And my daughter recorded it. So, oh my God. She, she was an accomplice. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so, so has anybody ever like seen you in the, in the streets and be like, hey, aren't you that girl on TikTok? Or Instagram, yes. you, you're also on Instagram. Um, I want to say Instagram. I don't want because some people take Instagram, TikTok famous as they try to use that as a low key like insult in our industry. Like, oh, you just TikTok, Instagram famous. Like, okay, better to be Instagram, TikTok famous than not famous at all. Do 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 do. Bad bitch. So um, I mean, yeah, and nobody's ever been rude to me, but also like I, I don't care. Like if they yeah. do, it's like I'm just here doing my thing, and also. You know, I got a million other things going on, so I don't have time to be worried about whatever folks say about that. But yeah, on a weekly basis now, I have people come up to me and recognize me, which is weird. It is very strange. Um, and then when we, when you saw me this Sunday, because I featured for Jasmine W, and I was hiding in the back in the green room while she did her meet and greet, and there were at least four people who came up asking if they could meet me, which was crazy to me because. And then this one dude, he was like, "You." 
um, did a video about qualified immunity and I'm researching qualified immunity and now writing a paper on it, like like telling me the stuff they had seen in my videos. I was like, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. And they were so nice. But I was like, I was in the back, like eating and hiding in the corner behind the door. And then they asked they could take pictures of me. And then after I finished, I realized I had food in the middle of my teeth the whole time. Yeah, and, and 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 good for you because I told you not to eat the food there, but you don't listen to me. You know, I was hungry. Yeah, you know, I could have ran and got you some tiki taco, could have ran and got you some Z burger, <laughs> but nope. He was like, I want the food here. The food was fine. That brownie Sunday was lit. I I have no regrets. We don't believe. Stop that. being a hater. Stop being a hater. I'm I'm there all the time. Like don't don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> like get the water. No, I'm gonna give you a bottle of water. You don't want this water. I'll just try to save people one by one, yo. Um, <laughs> so you um move my camera because I'm trash. Uh, so you um, so so you found a like so so before you was recording your videos, was you just recording a wide range of videos, or was you always in the political lawyer because you're a lawyer by trade? Uh, yeah, lawyer and a scientist. Uh, oh damn. Yeah, I was a scientist at the time I started. Um with the stuff on TikTok, I was doing a formative and evaluation, a formative and evaluation research on uh, tobacco, mm -hmm. um, tobacco use among youth and young adults. Mm -hmm. And then a year later, I was like, okay, that was fun. And I went back to privacy law. So now I'm a privacy lawyer again. So that's what I do. So I flip flop. So you're so smart. You got bored with being a scientist and said, I'm going to be a lawyer now? Yeah. <laughs> and I'll probably get bored again to go be a scientist again. I don't know. Like... What was your uh, IQ? What's your IQ? I don't know. You know your IQ. You know, you got I, a number. You got a range. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think those IQ tests are even, like, valid. Like, I don't think... I don't think they're valid. Do you... Um, they're ableist. The ableist. So do you... Ableist, okay, not ableist. Ableist. <laughs> what's your What's your uh, highest grade? What's your highest grade you achieve? Like, like, what's the... Actually, no. Here's a better question. What's the lowest grade you ever got in the school? F. I fail shit. I don't... Oh, I don't okay. I, yeah, I don't. I'm very type B. That surprises people. I'm a very type B student. Um, I didn't want to trust my grades. I'm the first person in my family to graduate high school, so I, you know, I, I didn't have a lot of pressure. I'm mm -hmm. just, I just like nerdy stuff. But if I don't like something, I can't make myself focus on it. So I definitely have like failed classes in college before because I was just like, I, I can't do this because it's 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 boring, and then I can't focus. I've made C's, math, calculus, made a C. Like I, ain't, you know, I don't like math like that. Mm -hmm. Um. Statistics is fine. That's like all you need really to do the research that I do. But like, I don't need to do like differential equations and stuff. So I didn't go that high up in math. I don't um, know what you're talking about. That's how smart you are. The lowest grade I made in law school was a C. I hate criminal law. I made a C in criminal law. Mm -hmm. I, I ain't got no reason. To, I don't do criminal law. I had no interest in criminal law. So I didn't really pay attention to criminal law. Is criminal <laughs> law like the equivalent to like learning a foreign language? No. Because I've learned foreign languages. It's it's more boring. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like criminal law. It's so boring. It's Especially so when you see it on TV, right? Like, okay, I like true crime. I like watching interesting stuff. But, mm -hmm. like, actual, like, criminal law, like, nine times out of ten, it's just like, I'm going to get this dude off for this DUI. Uh, this guy robbed a store. Like, you're not really handling, like, really exciting, exciting stuff. Okay. You so, but so you, so you was a scientist, and then you was like, "I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna go to law." Yeah, <laughs> to I law. I graduated undergrad. I studied um, psychology and cognitive neuroscience was like my focus, and then I went to Brazil, 
and I worked in a biochemistry lab at a university in Brazil. It's an NIH funded thing. And I did, um, um, you used to work for NIH? My husband yeah. worked for them too. He liked them. He, he did a pathways internship with them. And this was like a temporary, like fellowship thing. And so I went to Brazil, I worked in an entomology lab. So I did insect research. So like all day I was like dissecting insect larvae under a microscope and running assays all day. Mm-hmm. And then I went home and I worked in a pediatric cardiology lab, um, collecting snow's cavi data. And I thought I wanted to go to medical school. So then I did a year post back. Now I failed like half the classes because again, I just had no motivation, no interest. And I was like, mm, I want to do this. So I talked to the doctor I worked for the PI over the research. And he was like, um, what do you want to do? I was like, well, I want to change. I've always wanted to work in health policy, all this stuff. So that's why I want to go to medical school because I want to change like the health. And he was like, we don't get to do that. Go go to law school. And I was like, <laughs> what? And he was, I was like, I don't want to sue people and I don't want to like t- deal with criminals. That was all I knew about being a lawyer because you don't really know about all the alternative legal. Like I have a very non-traditional legal career now and I didn't know about any of those at the time. So that was like, around Christmas or something. And then immediately I took the LSAT and then my LSAT score got canceled because the stupid people working there mixed my test up with somebody else's. And so... Mm-hmm. They gave us back the wrong exam halfway through. So they had to void our scores. So I had to come back and take it again. But the LSAC paid for it. They said, you have to pay for it. That was the whole thing. So I retook it. I got an average enough score because I didn't study for it. So I got whatever score I needed. I applied to University of Memphis and I applied to Stetson Law and I got into both. I decided to stay home and go to Memphis. Um, no, I got, I know I applied to Stetson because I was like, oh, I'm going to for sure go there because I had talked to the people there. And then I was like, I want to move to Florida. And then it was June. It was mm-hmm. June and I applied to University of Memphis and I said, hey, I know the deadline was like May, um, April 15th or something. Y'all got a spot left and they were like, sure, here's a scholarship. And so that was June and I started in August at orientation. And then I didn't know anything about law school. I knew nothing. I was just there. I was like, I'm here. <laughs> and everybody was in there like stressed, type A, crazy. And they were like, if this doesn't work out, I don't know what I'm going to do. I've come from a line of attorneys and blah, blah. They were like, what are you going to do? I was like, I don't know, we'll get a PhD or something. Uh, if I fail out of here, I don't like it. <laughs> and um, and then in my first year, they said, hey, we want to do a new JD MPH program where you get your master of public health at the same time. Do you want to be a guinea pig? And I was like, sure. Jesus so then Christ. I ended up getting a master's program at the same time. And so in 2017, I got both my Juris Doctor and my master of public health degree. So I would go to law classes all day and then I would go to master's classes at night. And then I went summer every summer. I did did school uh, summer classes so I could graduate in three years. So what do, what what do, what don't you have a degree in? A lot of stuff. I only got three. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like you just say you just had a, you got a resume of education. I do, and I've been published. I got articles and stuff out there and stuff. And like, yeah, I got a whole academic side. I just accepted an adjunct professor position. I'm gonna be teaching food and drug law, um, mm-hmm. in the spring. So yeah, I have all academia side to me. I I I I like it. I Are you Doctor Booker Houston? No, you don't get the doctor title unless you get a PhD. A Juris Doctor doesn't count because it's really um, a terminal professional degree. So similar to like a pharmacist, it's like mm. PharmD. Um, MD is the only one where you get the title for like the professional degree. But there's some people who get a Juris Doctor. First of all, they call it a Juris Doctorate, which that's not the name of it. It's just a Juris Doctor. But they try to sound fancy, I guess. And then mm. like I've heard of people who have like demanded to be called doctor because they think the Juris Doctor gives them a doctor title. I'm like, you're doing too much. It's, you wouldn't want to be Dr. Booker Houston? 
I've, I, I did sit in at a Johns Hopkins um, seminar thinking about getting my DRPH because I don't get my MPH. So it only take about four years for me to get my doctorate in public health. And I considered it. But with everything going on with comedy right now, I have to put that on the back burner. Jasmine, my, you know, my podcast goes Jasmine Burton. She was like, girl, why, why are you trying to go get a doctorate? She was like, you need to chill. So I was like, all right. I gave some. Um, and maybe because I'm I'm 42, but I I, I gave a young comic uh, advice. She was like, "I want to do comedy. I want to get my education. Like comedy's always going to be here. Get your education." And now she's um, going for her doctorate. See, I love that. Me. There's there's just literally no reason except for my own ego to get the doctorate. That's why it doesn't matter for me because I've got a terminal professional degree, and I'm I'm one of like a small percentage of people in the country who specialize in what I specialize in. So there's no there's no real benefit. You should get the doctor degree only because I want to call you Doctor Booker Houston. All right, I'm I'm gonna do it just because you said you want to call me Doctor Booker. You ain't gonna do it. You ain't gonna I, do I, it. No I probably will. <laughs> I probably will. I already sat in on the Hopkins seminar. You don't know. <laughs> I mean, if you already if you're traveling to Brazil, opening up insects and you eating worms, you can go get your doctorate degree. Please don't bring up the worm incident. I'm still traumatized. <laughs> so the worm incident. What happened? <laughs> so you eat the Twizzler. Mm. I was eating, oh. I was eating a Twizzler <laughs> while you was telling me about the worm. Um, it's this I was is mess. Mike was calling me yesterday, and I didn't get to answer my phone because I was eating a strawberry. I got a bowl of strawberries. I just bought these damn strawberries, and I took a bite into a big one, and I swallowed it. And when I looked, there was half a worm in the in the other half of the strawberry with a hole that you could see that they had burrowed it. I about fucking died. I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna get a parasitic infection. And, and like I, I, I'm no see. I I got all this education, and I understand logically that nothing made sense that I was saying. But I still <laughs> just had a whole freak. It was the grossest shit. <laughs> I'm having flashbacks. Yeah, because you told me about the worm, and I was like, what? Huh? It was like, Mike, why you call me at an inconvenient time? I just ate a worm. And you were like, what? <laughs> it was so I gross. I, I didn't know what was going on. I just felt like I needed to know about this worm situation. It was so gross. I've been so annoyed. Everything has been going like I've had the worst string of luck for the last month. And I've heard that a lot of people have had the like terrible luck. Like, parent, I don't know if Mercury's drinking Gatorade or what is happening, but. So are you going to cut your your strawberries in half from here on out? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm cutting them up. I'm cutting them up. This you you want to slice them up a little bit? All fruit. All fruit. Every, all fruit? Every, all fruit. Right. Are you going to get your apple an apple core splitter thing? Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I thought that was only in cartoons. That, like the cartoon characters did that. They would bite into stuff. To be... See, you made your mistake when you look back at the fruit. You just got to eat the whole thing. You just got to put it in there and just let God let God go to work. Oh, like it was so bad. And like for real, now I'm thinking about cartoons. Like they would bite into fruit and stuff. There'd be like half a worm. Now that that's real, I'm afraid of quicksand. Quicksand might actually be a big problem. It could be. How how do you get out of quicksand? I think you got the answer. You're, uh, you're supposed to like not fight it because you get stuck down faster. Like if you get stuck in quicksand. Mm -hmm. But I think the only way to get out, I don't know. But I feel like the only way to get out is somebody got to get you out. <laughs> but yeah, if you don't move, how are you going to get out? And if you move too fast, you're going to sink. I guess the hope is someone will come upon you and help you get out. So you just if stand you... still and sink slow? Well, I, I don't know. Will you sink at all if you just don't move? Like... But you got to move. Yeah.
how you move in quicksand? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I lost you. I anyway, thought I lost me too. Yeah, it's 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 my Wi-Fi. So listen, um, so you you are you are a TikTok. I don't know how we veered off so far from TikTok. I don't know. You asked but, me uh, about my education background, and it's extensive. <laughs> I didn't so, know you. I didn't know it was. I didn't know it was so long. I'm be honest. With you. It was almost ten years of school. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know it was so long. Uh, it took me off guard, but that's why we do these things because a lot of people only see see you get ready to shoot people, but they don't see. Yeah. They don't see the softer side of Elizabeth Booker Houston, who has every degree in America, uh-huh. minus the doctorate. Minus the doctorate. Yeah, mine is a doctor. You should get the doctor. Okay. So I call you Dr. Elizabeth Booker Houston. Um, so when oh that's right. So you do your TikTok videos or Instagram videos, right? Did you do an assortment to figure out where you what lane? Because everybody keeps saying you gotta find your niche. And then once you find your niche, you gotta ride that niche to the cows come home. Like I, I just post what I feel like. Yesterday I posted a get ready with me video to like a ridiculous sound doing like skincare. Mm-hmm. Um Sometimes I do those AI videos where I pretend to bully Joe Biden in front of the White House. Um, then I do educational stuff. And then sometimes I just do skits. Mm-hmm. I, I posted a grief joke, a dark humor video today. I don't know. I just be doing what I feel like. I, I, I know what people talk about having a niche and like maybe I'd have a lot more followers if I did. But I also don't post consistently. Like sometimes I've just gone two weeks and not posted. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like that too. Like I'll, I'll go like maybe three months, and it's like constant posts, and I'm like, all right, that's good enough. Yeah. R- right on these reruns. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I'll get like, that's the thing too. I've been realizing I can repost a bunch of stuff on Instagram because I just started focusing on my Instagram. I didn't have a big Instagram following until this year, so I just yeah. started deciding to repost the same stuff, like cross post to Instagram, and now I got a Patreon that I just launched like this week, so I decided to post there too, but. Um, I can go back to TikToks from years ago and repost on Instagram because those people never seen them. And then I go and, you know, share it over there. Now you um you someone just text me. Um so you just um in your comedy um in your comedy career, you opened up for DL. I did. How that was, was that fun. experience? He's the nicest person at first of all. The Kings of Comedy. I used to replay. This is going to age me. I used to play that VHS all the time after school and learned every joke. Mm-hmm. Every damn joke. And that's one of the reasons why I want to be a stand-up comedian. I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. This is funny as hell. Like, I still think of, like, Steve Harvey, where he's standing on that damn table with that napkin. You know, if you've seen it, talking about the Titanic. Yeah. Get some wind in that napkin and try to sail off. <laughs> and so, it's crazy that I got to be, not only in the presence of a King of Comedy, but open for him and it was nuts and you said you knew this was going to happen which I didn't know was going to happen but I was he had Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday two shows a night, eight shows Mm. the improv and I was supposed to go open his Thursday night seven o'clock show and that was all I was going to go do Mm -hmm. and then he asked me to stay for the next one and then they asked me to do the next and he was like I just want you to open the whole rest of the weekend and that was really unexpected to me because I thought I would just get my little five. And they gave me more time. Like, I think at one point I got 15 minutes opening. Like, mm-hmm. they gave me a little more time here and there to do jokes. And so that was really, really cool because I was not expecting that. He's a super nice, very humble person. Talking politics with him in the green room was really fun. Um, right. Yeah. And you so met Joy cool. Reid. Man, Joy and Reid. We talked politics for probably about an hour. And she... He is just so smart and fun. Her husband was with her. He was great. 
um, it was just really nice to be able to, you know, talk to these folks who I've been following and watching their content for so long and like all, you know, get to hear their political opinions like in person. And so that's been really cool. Um, yeah. Uh, the reason why I knew was because, um, you know, I booked you the same weekend, whatever. Mm -hmm. We don't talk about my, my secret identity. Um, <laughs> but I was like, you got this. And actually I was, um, uh, I, 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 uh, I have faith in black women. So I never doubt a black woman. So I was like, oh yeah, he's going to take you for the whole weekend. And he has to. He <laughs> <laughs> was so nervous. He was like so was. nervous. He was scared. He was like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, you got this. Don't worry about it. He's going to take you on the whole weekend and he's going to pay you handsomely. And I'm going to, and then I'm going to walk away. <laughs> and you were you were right about all the things and i yeah. was like damn i didn't know i was unaware because i i ha i have the lowest expectation i knew when i walked in the improv i was like they're gonna tell me to go home i'm crazy i'm not supposed yeah. to be here like i was like they and then and then the improv booked me for a few things and brought me back for a few things and their open mics and stuff too after that so that was really nice antoine uh you know meeting him was really nice meeting abraxas and so um that was really cool and unexpected too. That was really nice. I, I have zero expectations. When people message me and they're just like, can you do this show? I don't know. And I'm like, yes. Thank you for thinking of me. Are you kidding me? Yes, I want to do your show. Like, uh, yeah. it makes me happy every time because I have zero expectation that anybody ever wants to book me for anything. I have the worst imposter syndrome in the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, um, how long have you been doing comedy? A couple of years, right? Two years as of July. Actually, the D.L. Hughley was like that was my second second year anniversary doing comedy was during the uh, yeah, opening for DL yeah no it's always I'm always I'm always a proponent for the uh humble approach the hey I'm just here for a good time not a long time you know and I don't know <laughs> if I'm humble I'm just incredibly anxious yeah. well no I don't you don't see me I've seen anxious because I deal with a bunch of comedians and and there's a lot of aggressiveness that comes with being anxious is like where is my turn and where am i ooh, 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 you know all this other stuff i think i'm just the opposite side my anxiety makes me want to make myself very small and out of the way yeah, and it, i get very nervous and i i had the extreme honor of hosting for shantae wayans last weekend mm -hmm. and she gave me some amazing advice um which she was like just go out there and kill it because no one's here to see you and they're not going to remember you. They're here to see me. So go do it. Go do your thing. And I was like, that's the best advice anybody could have ever told me because the thing that scares me the most is not me messing up. I've, I, I mean, just to be point blank, period. I'm not afraid of being embarrassed. I one time did a beauty pageant, uh, mm -hmm. Miss America beauty pageant, and my talent was playing guitar and singing. Child, I can't do neither. But I got up there on that stage and I strummed <laughs> a little guitar, pretended to play and it was terrible. And I, and I did my thing. Like, I have no whatever and after going and being in a courtroom for the short stint that I was and you know you have people's lives in your hands so if you mess up in the courtroom from the judge that's something else so me me bombing on stage is not scary no. I'm afraid of wasting people's time and ruining the vibe for everybody else so that's that's the thing I was worried about and I told her I was like I don't want to mess up anything I don't want to mess up your room I don't want to mess up your stage I don't want to inconvenience you and so that's always kind of my mentality is like I don't want to make it a bad time for everybody else <laughs> it yeah. doesn't matter if I look crazy but if I look crazy and it ruins the time for everybody else involved then I'm not I'm, I'm gonna be real upset so yeah I talked to um who did I talk to oh yeah no actually on this past weekend me and Angel we did a seminar or whatever um, yeah I saw that 
uh, for comedy. And and it was something because we had to fill in the time, the void for because uh, something that got canceled, whatever. I forgot what got canceled, but we decided to do a seminar. And um, I just want to talk for talk about things. I've been doing it for a little bit. I hate mentioning the number because then that's when people start judging. Like, oh, you've been doing it for that long, and you only been there. Like, don't worry about it. mind your business. Life happens. Um, you also like a whole dad with kids yeah. and like. <laughs> yeah people don't understand children yeah, like, children take time like yeah. um like the moment i became good at comedy was when i got married and had kids and it was like i'm not about to leave <laughs> i'm not about to like get on the gray i'm not about to get on the mega bus to do 10 minutes somewhere i'm just not gonna no do i'm yeah. not doing that i got a kid a husband I, I know i know what you mean i'm not committed no. i'm committed but i'm not that committed like i love the game but if if I'm gonna make fifty dollars here versus making fifty dollars in New York, I'm probably just gonna gonna stay here. That's why I've never been to New York. That's why I've yeah. never done shows outside of the DMV yet. Yeah, and you you realize once you go to like other places that uh, DC is probably by far the best comedy scene in the country. That's um, what I keep hearing. Yeah, and you're a better comic than most of the comics in other scenes. Every single time, like even if you don't think so, as soon as you go out the city, you're like, okay. <laughs> okay because I, I remember i went to new york i did a couple of shows in new york and i was like oh clearly you guys come to dc for a reason because there is no reason for me to be up here <laughs> but yeah we did the seminar and uh, one thing i said about the seminar uh, and i was we were talking about and it was talking about hosting and stuff like that and then i was like you know your job is a lot more easier as a host once you realize you don't have to kill like once you understand the position, all the positions of because I I, used, I was in the army, and uh, one of the I didn't things, know that. yeah, I was in the army for like ten. My years. My sister was in the army; she was in for nine. Uh, yeah, just she tells she, me it was wild. Yeah, <laughs> just I did just enough so they can't call me back. Just enough. She got um hundred percent disabled vet because she got in a car accident, which caused Ooh. um something with her spine. She's fine; she's totally yeah. fine. But when it's anything neurological with your spine. They the government just says nah we ain't we ain't touching it with a ten yeah, foot yeah, pole hundred percent disabled bit so I was like girl you had the best case scenario to be honest so yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm a, I'm I'm a hundred percent myself oh. <laughs> there you go still not going nowhere don't ask me I'm not going nowhere maybe maybe after my daughter she wants to be a comedian I I like go places with her and be something yeah. cool for me her to share but I'm not going nowhere your dog yeah, so cute. I, I, I was like, uh, I'm like, yeah. So, uh, oh yeah. Once you realize, because when I was in the army, it was, we always try to figure out a way how to sham our way through something. Like, okay, this is the task. How can we extend this task <laughs> thirty minutes into lunch or whatever? How we can make this task longer than what it needs to be, you know? Or like when I'm yeah. at work, it's like, why would I rush to do this task so you can give me another task? I could just stretch this task out for like a week, and then boom, done, y'all. And it's yep. Friday. Leave me alone. So. Like once you know the positions, I used to be like that myself. I used to be worried about you know ruining. Like I gotta have, I gotta kill my host set. It's like how you gonna kill when you gotta make announcements? You gotta see what's going on in the audience. You gotta do this, that, and third. You got you gotta uh mm -hmm. um then after you after you make announcements if after you ask who's their first time at said venue if you after you ask anybody celebrating anything after you already ask you know anybody married after you do all of that you probably have a whopping three minutes to tell a joke. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a joke and then you bring up the feature yeah so don't worry about all that just have fun and yeah that get, was get, get them to chuckle 
If you get if yeah. you get a chuckle, you're done. That was my first time hosting not an open mic because I've hosted mm -hmm. open mics before, but that was my first time hosting for a headliner. And so I was like, ah, bring me out. But yeah, after that and after having the conversation with Shantae, I was like, oh, okay, this is good. We'll be all right. And it, it, it was great. It was great. We had five shows. It was wonderful. And the best part was just getting to learn from, you know, seasoned comics and get advice from them. And that's been the coolest part of all of it is the interactions, the social interactions, getting to know people. Um, especially after so much isolation with COVID and I was still pretty new to the area when COVID mm -hmm. hit and I'm a new mom. So, you know, all of these things um, combined. So it's been really cool to, to meet people, get to know people. Um, I'm glad that like vast majority of my interactions in the comedy scene have been very positive. Mm -hmm. um, Cause I don't know how to um, not wear my emotions on my sleeve um so i'm glad that i've never had to have a negative uh moment with somebody <laughs> yeah that's um it's gonna happen eventually <laughs> yeah i know and i'm not i'm not yeah i'm just i'm not i don't know <laughs> i'm not i'm not I, I you know i say it all the time on my pages it's like i don't do respectability politics and also means i'm not gonna suck up to somebody who's being terrible to me just because i'm like they might get me if i don't no vibes are off. I don't. I don't care. I don't care if you give me all the opportunities in the world. I want to be near you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, I'm good, guy. I'm good. Yeah. You see I'm what I had to, to do? Miserable. Yeah, you see what I had to do? I was like, look, but but I ain't gonna say it online. But you see what I had to do? I was like, okay, I had about enough for this, and I had to. I had to. So mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta create some boundaries here. Yeah, boundaries are super important. I think it's nice, like coming into this when I decided to, as opposed to when I was younger. Um, Cause I did little comedic things like throughout my life. Like I used to do nerd nights. I don't know if you've ever been to a nerd night, mm -mm. but it's nerd. where nerds <laughs> experts in something they present, they do a PowerPoint presentation on whatever thing they're an expert in, but you make it really funny. You make it really funny, entertaining people. It's like usually at a bar, people buy tickets. And so I did that. There were about 100 people at the nerd night I did in D.C. in the audience. And it was so fun. I did that in 2018. Mm -hmm. I had done nerd night in Memphis in 2017 because they're, you know, all over different cities. And it was just so fun. So I've done like little things like that. I used to do like the little flaw. It's called flaw review where you do skits at law school at the end of the year and stuff. And like don a fake mustache and act a fool on stage, like little stuff like that. But never really to get to put my all into it. But there's something about not getting into comedy until in my 30s mm -hmm. and being established and being a professional and being a mom, being a wife. Because um, while I do have the imposter syndrome of the constant surprise that people actually want to book me, um, I am very confident in who I am as a person and I'm not going to waffle on my morals or my ethics or whatever. It's just not going to happen. Like I'm a very, very, I know who I am and that's it. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, no, it makes. Um, I got into comedy right around twenty-seven. I'm forty-two now, so it was like twenty-seven, whatever. And mm -hmm. I was, I couldn't imagine being like early twenties doing this. No, and there's some young comics in the scene who I'm regularly blown away by, impressed by, because of the level of maturity, how grounded they are. That I've seen Mara Finer being one of them. I yeah. love her. She's young, but she carries herself so confidently 
And she, I didn't know she was, she looks young, but I didn't know she, she was as young as she is because of how sure she is of herself, how grounded she is and how professionally she handles herself. Like she does so well. And so I've seen, I've seen that with some folks that would not, have, that might not have been me at 20, <laughs> 22 yeah, or whatever. Right. Like I look at some of these girls like, whoa, you are impressive. <laughs> because If you really want to rustle, rustle Mara's um, feathers, Say something about a bagel and just watch her go. Watch her go, watch her go off. I might have to. I might have to do that. I might have to do that. Just be like, I like, a, like, like, I want a toasted bagel, and she's like, you don't toast bagels. Like she goes off. <laughs> she goes off. I, I will mean, do that. Know, like full. Like she, she, like she goes to bagel conventions, which I didn't know was a thing. Like it's just a whole, it's a That's whole a mess. Thing? And that, right. I just. And that not true. I like hey, hey Mara. She's like, what? I'm like, I'm about to go toast this bagel. She's like, you better not toast that bagel. And it's just crazy. She's so funny. I'm gonna do that next time, and I'm gonna blame you. I'm gonna let her know that you sent me to bully her. Yeah, do it. I bully everybody. I'm 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 a protector and a bullier. <laughs> I'm a protector and a bullier. I don't I don't know why. It, 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 it gives me my it, it, it gives me my my laughs. They were like, oh, okay. Oh, I find out this. Um, cause somebody was like, yo, Mike, you, um, you know, everybody, everybody says that you're nice and everything. I'm like, oh, I'm nice. I talk to everybody. Nice. If I don't talk to you. Like I mess with everybody. Like I was mess with you about the worm and everything. But like, if I don't yeah. mess with you, like if I don't say nothing to you, nine to times, I don't like you. That's how I am. Yeah. <laughs> like well, I told you, I said, go, go be nice to my best friend. Why should she get in the car with me later? And go. Yeah. He walked up to me and was like, I was told to be nice to you. I was like, see, Mike, you were, you were so literal about it. <laughs> Catherine was like yeah he walked up and he was like because <laughs> you know she was one of the three white people at the Jasmine W show and yeah. um, she said that she was in the back by the bar set of the bar and she was dying laughing the whole show and then this black woman went I know this show's good this white girl over here is cracking up <laughs> and he, like pointed at her and stuff and then you came over with the I was told to be nice to you and like uh, so she she just had a whole bunch of interesting interactions that I was I was laughing so hard. I was like, I'm sorry, Catherine. So I believe my best friend. I, uh, <laughs> I set her up. <laughs> yeah. Now speaking of speaking of best friends, um, this is a terrible segue as we wrap this up. Uh, I gotta I gotta hang out with your husband because um yes. he's a wrestling fan. Yes, and- oh my god. <laughs> I need somebody. I need him to talk to somebody else about wrestling. He's got to talk to somebody else. I can't. I can't. I can't sit. Through. Yeah, y'all got to meet. We got to set this up because <laughs> you're not going. You're not going. You're not going. <laughs> he's your husband. He just wants to talk a little bit about you know Brock Lesnar, a little Bill Goldberg. I want to hear none of that. I don't want to hear. He sent me a TikTok. I went in my DMs. He sent me a TikTok. And again, what was it about wrestling? And I said, I. So yeah, y'all got to meet because. <laughs> he needs to talk to somebody else about it i can't i got a whole it was funny because so that's how i actually met brandon i knew brandon for a long time um as a comedian and then like we didn't we didn't talk like that though it wasn't like it was like we we're best friends then it was just you know whatever and then um um i found this wrestling group all right it was a wrestling group um where we cut promos and we act like we're wrestlers we do everything but the actual physical part so like me and you cutting a promo against each other about how we're gonna face each other off and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna put worms down your mouth and I'm gonna clothesline you and all this other stuff. You like, don't bring up the worms, I'm gonna kick in your ding ding. And then it's like it's like it's very it's it's very violent, but like there's and then somebody then the booker would pick who wins the you know, whatever. Anyway, and that's how I met Brandon and I found out Brandon was a wrestling fan. And 
the one thing about wrestling fans is we just know we know our community. <laughs> Y'all do. Y'all do. And Billy started posting content. He decided to start making videos. And the two things, he's he's a bookstagrammer, book talker, whatever, because he my husband mm. my husband's a writer. And and wrestling. So those are the two things he posts content about on his socials now is wrestling and books. And those wrestling fans get in his comments and they just like they fight each other over like the dumbest stuff. It's just, I mean it's serious over here. It's so serious. It's so very serious. I know he's like, yeah, so y'all gotta meet because um <laughs> he need to go to somebody else's house to watch these pay-per-views. Nah, he he nah 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 nah. He good right where yeah, you need to sit there, pop some worms, eat some worms, and uh watch wrestling. <laughs> Did you freeze? Did you freeze? Let me move my mouse. Did you freeze? <laughs> I did. Okay, there you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Didn't move my mouse. Did you freeze? Hello? Is, hey. it, back? Is it back now? Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> nah, this has been fun, though. This has been fun. Yeah. Thank you, Liz. We finally, it took us three days when we got here. We did it. Yeah, I blame you for um always flicking out on me. And um, um don't, AKA don't hashtag blame a black woman. Uh, don't do that. You. <laughs> oh yeah, I wonder. Well, that's what I want to ask you real quick. So, when you bully Joe Biden, do you really believe? I, I, I've never watched any of the Joe Biden bullying. Do you really believe he's a bad president, or are you just like bullying old people? I like bullying all politicians because um, my tax dollars pay for them, so um, they're gonna get bullied. I just mm. what 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 do my followers always say? Whenever we get like somebody that yells MAGA twenty twenty four or whatever the almost stuff, we don't worship politicians over here. No. My page is not a place where we worship politicians. They work for us. Um, no, I don't think he. I don't think he's just like super bad or anything like that. But he could be better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they all can be better. I mean, the bar was so, dropped really low. I was gonna say the bar was in hell. Um, <laughs> it's bad. It's we're not gonna get into it, Mike. Because yeah. then I'll just be ranting. Don't we're not gonna do this. Just, no, no, we gotta we gotta circle back there. I gotta, I gotta get you back. But oh, okay. speaking of getting you back for the podcast, you and Justo and Jasmine, Matt Jasmine with a W, have a podcast. I ain't yeah, seen no Jasmine. episode though. I ain't heard no, no episode. Jas- Jasmine Burton. Yeah, Jasmine. I ain't seen no. no I said not Jasmine W. Jasmine Burton. Oh, okay. I ain't seen no episode. All I saw was one video. I ain't seen no episode. I ain't seen no. I ain't we heard no episode. Two, I ain't seen no video. Ep- we have two episodes and two videos up. I have to upload the third because I messed up with the third one and i gotta i gotta fix it um we just record when we be recording we don't have a schedule and um when it's when it's up it's up and that's it but there's two episodes up and uh it's on youtube it's horrible i know (laughs) just be like we just got together whether they have a zoom meeting don't even call it a podcast (laughs) look my followers ain't got a problem with it. That's all I know. They just like when she when she posts stuff, we hear. And so that's kind of how it goes. I'm like, mm. the only thing that that I have a guaranteed schedule for is on my Patreon. Now I'm gonna do a monthly newsletter that like breaks down some like hot political and legal topics and then a long longer form video going into more detail about the topics I do on my reels and stuff. That's the only guaranteed thing that's like on a schedule. How how long does it take for you to um 
research what you're going to do a real on and then go off queen. I don't know. I don't. I just make videos about the stuff I, I read. Oh, so you do I, it on the fly. Yeah. Yeah. Like I will read a Supreme Court case and then I'll be driving my kids to school and then I'll think of what I want to say in a video and then I'll park and then I'll make a video and then I'll post it and then I'll keep going. So you just up here rattling off Roe v. Wade quotes and chapters and verses like yeah. Bible from memory. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was a court champ in law school and stuff. And the thing that um, was the most impressive and when I was going to be points with the judges is I dropped pen sites. Mm -hmm. um, pen site. That's and I, to give you perspective. Anybody who who's got a legal background, they already know. Like, damn, that's crazy. Um, to give you the perspective of how crazy that is. Uh, that is where I would not only quote a case directly, but I would give the exact page that the case that the quote was on um, when making the argument. So I might say, you know, in the case of Smith versus Smith, they clearly stated and you can find this, your honors on page 39. Like I would just when there you're not even expected to know direct quotes and argument if you could just summarize things from the case. But the fact that I would be able to summarize it, then give you a direct quote and then give you a pen site was just like, whoo, like the judges would just be like, God, damn. So <laughs> made my job so easier. Yeah. So that's um so that's what that's lawyer? what I do in the videos. What hmm? you charge what what's your lawyer fee? Um, so I don't practice, I'm not licensed. I do not practice. And that is on purpose because I don't want anybody asking me to help them with DUIs or nothing. That's why I said I'm a very non-traditional legal field. So I'm a subject matter expert. My rate is $200 an hour for private consultation on my areas of expertise. Okay. Yeah. So what's, what's, what is it with a military discount? You want a military discount or you want a mic discount? I want both. I want a military discount, and then I want you to and then calculate the mic discount. <laughs> um, your rate is you gotta go run and get me some good food when I come to the approved show next month. <laughs> I, I got you. I got you, and I'll make sure it's worm free. I want to thank Liz Booker Houston <laughs> for coming out here this evening. Thank you, Liz. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for for taking a little time out to be with your boy, your guy. Thank you for having me. It's not fun. a problem. Uh, uh, as I always say at the end of every podcast, thank you and uh, good night, everybody. I don't know why I, I do that because it's clearly daylight, but whatever, oh. it's my thing now. So it's, they, it's they fine. Know it's, it's, me. Good. it's good. They know it's me. It's good. <laughs>